0: Welcome back to another episode of the Portal Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Clinton, Managing Editor at Heartland College Sports. Guys, since we've talked, Nick Saban. Nick Saban retired. We've got a lot to talk about how that changes everything in college football. But first, if you guys like the show, as always, please just consider subscribing, leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes. If you do that, just send a screenshot of it over to Pete Mundo at HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Just email him that screenshot, and uh, he'll get you a koozie out in the mail with our logo on it. Uh, and it does its job; keeps the beer cold. That's what it's there for. All right. So Nick Saban, where do we even start? Uh, this this is a guy that won seven national championships. Think about that one coach that won seven national championships that's more titles than all but two schools in America have won in their entire history Think about that it, it and so the legacy he leaves behind he won the s e c west ten times won the s e c nine times uh over an eighty percent winning percentage uh I mean, I, he did everything that uh his legend will will uphold for you know for for eternity for the rest of the time that college football is a thing. Nick Saban will be at the top uh, in that Mount Rushmore of college football coaches. Uh, sure, there there might be a guy that that comes a long way on down the road that, that maybe has the same level of success, but I would venture to say that the career, the retirement, which we'll get into. Uh, of Nick Saban and what he did the impact that he had on college football I don't know that it will ever be one up I don't know that something will ever come along that has had such a profound impact on the way that college teams recruit on the way that they build their programs I mean, guys, this is is a guy that changed literally everything that we know about the sport. So let's just kind of jump right into the first thing is, what has his retirement done? What has it done to the sport since he retired? So January 10th, that is eight days ago. This is being recorded on a Thursday. So that would have been last Wednesday. Nick Saban retires after 17 seasons, and immediately Alabama begins its coaching search. Uh, Saving you, sparing you some of the details, everybody is is fully aware. Kalen DeBoer from Washington is who ends up taking that job. He's coming off a 14-1 and season with the Huskies. They lost in the national championship game to Michigan, and he decides to take the job. The impossible job of filling in or trying to replace Nick Saban at Alabama. First off, what are you thinking? I I can't believe somebody that high profile actually stepped in and took that job. But that's neither here nor there. He he leaves Washington, and not only do we see a few players enter the portal. I mean, Washington had a just a massive just an avalanche of players uh decide to leave and so the the Washington roster, which was again just in a national championship not that long ago uh they're they're now they're now gone um they're they're headed out they are looking for something else, and you know are they are they following their head coach are they you know are, are they just looking for other opportunities is this uh what's what's going to happen here and it's just wild that that's where we we're, where we're at we've got 23 guys from Washington in the transfer portal okay so so obviously in the immediate aftermath we see uh we see Washington's roster get depleted what about Alabama's roster what about the roster that was built by Saban, uh, and you know has has been the standard in college football for a long time. Well, they have twenty eight players in the transfer portal. Yes, twenty eight players in the transfer portal. Two of those players are five star plus players, and if you don't, if you're unaware with what that means. A five-star plus player is somebody who is rated five stars by all industries: on three rivals, uh, two, four, seven sports, ESPN. All four of them, five-star guy. So, the best, uh, the best at their position, a lot of times in, in in a recruiting class. So, again, just absolutely wild that happens. Well, where do those guys go? We're going to see talent distributed in all kinds of places, uh, and this isn't just the the, the first big um, change that we're seeing in, in college football, as far as a coach goes, because we just saw Texas A&M have all of these different players leave because their coach was fired. So not only do you have uh, Texas A&M, who, who has been one of the better recruiting schools in the last few years, have all of its players leaving, but now Alabama has got all of its players leaving because the legend himself just left, and you've got talent being dispersed all over the country to different places, different teams. Florida State has had several people or several players from from Alabama transfer in. We've seen Georgia grab a few players. Ohio State's grabbed some players from, from the Alabama roster. Uh, we even saw Antonio Kite transfer from Alabama to Auburn, which is like not cool. Like, you don't do that. Uh, it doesn't matter. That's the world we live in now. And we see Alabama's roster starting to struggle with some of the things that the rest of college football has had to put up with uh, for, for the last several years. Add to that the fact that Washington now needs a coach, right? So, so Washington's without a coach. Arizona's Jed Fish decides to leave. So, like this, this, this proverbial domino effect that you always hear, it could not be more real than what we're seeing from what happened in in Tuscaloosa. The exit of a legend in Nick Saban is going to continue to affect college football rosters around the country, whether directly or indirectly. Guys, Arizona's roster, there is no there is no way after Arizona won the Alamo Bowl over Oklahoma, there's no way that they ever could have foreseen Nick Saban leaving and it having the impact that it has had on them. There's there's no way. I mean, Arizona, just a couple of weeks ago, unquestioned one of the top three teams coming in into the Big 12 next season. Without a doubt. Had 18 to 22 starters coming back. Noah Fafita. Uh, you've got McMillan and, and uh, their other wide receiver. You've got Coleman at running back uh Cowing that, that's the name Cowing at wide receiver. You've got Coleman at running back and you've got all these pieces coming back. I think they lose like one offensive lineman uh that was a standout player, but outside of that Arizona was was built to compete and not not just compete guys, but potentially win a Big 12 championship and because it's a 12 team playoff next year represent the Big 12 in the playoff. There's an opportunity there for that. And there still is, don't don't get it twisted. I there's still a chance that they could do that. But Arizona in the last 24 hours has seen 10 players enter the transfer portal. Uh Coleman, uh, Jonah Coleman being being the biggest of those. It's it's just something that nobody could have ever seen coming. And what's crazy about it? The craziest part about all of it is is We've seen Nick Saban go. We've seen Kalen DeBoer now take over at Alabama and leave Washington behind. Guys, Jim Harbaugh has he's interviewed with two NFL teams this week, and if he leaves, you will have had three of the four coaches that played in that were in the college football playoff. Three of those four coaches will be at other places, or retired, or in the NFL. The only guy that stuck around is Steve Sarkeesian, who, you know, a couple of years ago, nobody was sold that he was going to be the guy at Texas. Now, I mean, now he's got them built and ready to compete in the SEC, but it's just the the way that college football has changed and the way that we have seen things happen over the last couple of years with the transfer portal and with NIL it has been it's been turned on its head there's no way to know how an off season is going to go because nobody is safe there are three or there are two or three max uh schools out there that can retain their head coaches if another if if the the quote unquote top job comes right, uh, comes open i mean I, I don't see Kirby smart leaving georgia unless he goes to the nfl I don't see him leaving for another school. Um I don't see I don't see Ryan Day leaving for another school unless he's forced to leave because God forbid he loses to to Michigan again. There are just not very many programs out there. I mean, perfect example. Oklahoma thought it was it was safe until Lincoln Riley decided to leave. Now it looks like Oklahoma probably got the better end of that deal now, but Still, the point remains: there just aren't very many schools out there that can say that they're totally safe. And even with the head coaches being safe, assistant coaches still are, are looking for opportunities. Coordinators are still looking for head coaching opportunities. So, you know, outside of one or two, one or two names, you never know. And, and that extends into the transfer portal. So here's here's the second point of, of what what Nick Saban leaving does. The timing of this really could not have been uh, been worse for some schools. Now, there's going to be benefactors uh, and teams that really are glad that he that he left when he left. Um, but you, you look at the the timing of it, and Nick Saban leaving with the transfer portal in the, in the current situation that it is, it allows players to uh, they get in, and now. Any coach or any team that has its coach leave the players on that team are able to enter the transfer portal outside of the 45 day window that began um, that began back in December and has since closed that a 30 day window for those players is open and so Alabama's players have 30 days you know now it's 29 or 21 days left until uh, the portal window closes for them. Washington, whenever Kalen DeBoer left, 30-day window started. Arizona, 30-day window started. All those players are, are able to leave. And and what's the, the crazy part about it is, is because there is a legal battle going on right now uh, between the NCAA and, and several players and their families for second-time transfers, being able to, to go and become immediately eligible. Any of these guys that decides that they're going to transfer and it's their second time when they typically would have had to wait uh, for an opportunity to go play somewhere else, they'd have to sit and wait a year. That is not the case anymore. The extenuating circumstances uh, of a coach, whether or not that's happening, a coach leaving or not, there is no waiver process. You don't have to wait and see if if the NCAA is going to let you let them play. They're going to be eligible next year regardless and that's just not something that we've ever seen before so it's worth noting that the timing of this is what makes Nick Saban's impact on college football felt immediately now again his impact's going to be felt when when the season kick off, kicks off next year and Saban is not the guy on the sidelines at Alabama it's not going to feel right it's going to feel like college football is missing something because he has been for better or for worse he's he's ruled over college football for for the last almost two decades he's been he's been the guy and it's going to be weird for him not being there but it's just something that we're going to get used to the impact being felt right now in the moment though is because of the timing and so you know this is going to be something that that progresses on throughout the off season, and it's going to be felt for a long time. I, I would I would almost bet money. In fact, I, I will bet money that uh, the teams that that benefit from Nick Saban leaving are going to be teams that are ready to play for national championships and are now bolstering their roster with. Players that otherwise would have been playing in in um, Tuscaloosa. I mean, if if Georgia lands uh, if Georgia lands Caleb Downs, the the top safety freshman safety uh, from Alabama, that's just another NFL guy that they're they just add to their roster. That's already full of guys. I mean, yeah, they they went thirteen and one, twelve and one. They absolutely slaughtered a short Florida State team, and then you just add a guy that that's got uh, that's. I mean, he's built by Bama and and came in as as one of the best players in the country last year. Those are those pieces are are going to just pile up for for certain teams, and it's going to make a huge difference. Um, it, it's it's just wild how far the the wake of this just continues to reach and change uh just the way that that people are going to watch and, and what people are going to see in college football next year. Think about think about San Jose State or San Diego State. No, excuse me. San Jose State. <laughs> they had no idea that that Brent uh Brennan was going to leave San Jose State and, and go to Arizona. So now they're looking for a coach. It's the domino effect, guys, it's it's just wild. The other thing here is we don't get to see a lot of this. This is going to be something that a lot of the impact is not going to be seen by the greater part of of, of college football fans. It'll be team-specific, right? It'll be, you know, if you're a team of, uh, of the Spartans, or if you're a fan of the Spartans out there at San Jose State, you're gonna know. I mean, you're you're obvi- you're gonna know that you just lost your coach. Had been there just short of a decade, and he'd been around, and you guys had really gotten used to him being there and how he ran things. Now he's at Arizona because some guy in Tuscaloosa decided he wanted to leave, and you know, it, it's it's just wild that that's where we're at in college football. Um, something else that that needs to be addressed here. Why are we holding? players and coaches to different standards. Why are we holding players and coaches to different standards when it comes to the transfer portal? Because Jed Fish, perfect example, Jed Fish gets to Washington, and he's asked about his former staff, building out his new staff there at Washington, and he he holds back no punches. He He comes out and says... He wants every guy that he, that coached with him and for him at Arizona, he wants them at Washington. They're going to get an opportunity to come to Washington. what, what how are how, how are we supposed to expect players uh how how are we sp- supposed to expect them to be loyal to a program and get upset with them as as college football fans when they leave? When coaches are doing and saying things like this in in today's age, it's it's not it's not fair. You you can't how do you hold a player to a higher standard than a coach? That's backwards. It doesn't work that way. So there are some things that really need to be fixed and changed when it comes to the to NIL and the transfer portal, but this is one of those situations that that could not be it, it couldn't be missed. It, there there's nothing that could have changed how this was uh going to to affect schools and there was no preparing for it it just happened now everybody is pivoting and and trying to figure out how in the heck they're going to uh handle the aftermath of what's happened uh, at Alabama all right that's going to do it for us tonight thank you guys so much for uh tuning into the podcast i appreciate you guys Listening and and uh, this is this is one of my favorite parts of the week. So I, I hope you guys enjoy uh, taking the time and, and listening to, to what I've got to say into this microphone. Remember, if you guys like the show, just just subscribe and and leave us a five star rating. That's how you can help us out. If you do that, uh, send a screenshot of it over to Pete Mundo at HeartlandCollegesports and uh, he'll get you a koozie out in the mail shortly. I'm Brian Clinton, and we will catch you next time out here in the portal.